wir sind da, weil wir eine Mission haben. Wir wollen, dass die Menschen seine Liebe heute Abend erfahren. Wir erwarten, dass das wegflasht und nicht ja. nur uns, sondern auch andere Leute. Ja. Dass die Leute können einfach sehen, wie genial und perfekt unser Jesus ist. Und äh, wenn wir Tränen kommen, dann geht es mir wirklich wieder Marsch vorbei. Und wie sie das auch in der Ostergeschichte, also in die ganze Geschichte äh, eingebaut haben, eingebettet haben, das war einfach ein Guss, mega schön. Ja. Wow, what an Easter weekend, right? I mean, uh, you have to think about that when it, it, it sounds so. We had over 10,000 people and more than 275 Bibles. These were 275 people who made a decision to encounter the living God, to follow Jesus all the way throughout their whole lives for the very first time. And that just happened last week. It's good news. It's the message of the cross. Right? And it's amazing. Hey, um, I don't know if you knew that. I um, actually lived for a long time in, in, in Munich, Bavaria. For 13 years, I lived in Munich, Bavaria. Munich or Bavaria, this, one of the states in Germany, it's a very unique state. It's kind of like Texas in the United States. It's its own country within the country. I mean, they even have a fifth season. There's not only spring, summer, fall, and winter, but there's also Oktoberfest. And it's officially called the fifth season. It's, Munich is the capital of the beer, there's the beer gardens, there is the you know, there's this folk music and there's white sausages. I brought you a picture. I don't know if you ever tried one, who, who tried a white sausage before? And uh, keep your hands up, keep your hands up. Who liked it? Okay. <laughs> Alex didn't like it. He tried it, but he didn't like it. I actually like them, but I have to admit, I don't eat them the way you, uh, an original Bavarian would actually eat it. I mean, I cut it in half and I peel off the skin, so it's a clean cut, a clean peel off. But I brought you a video of how you actually, if you're a real Bavarian, how you actually have to eat a white sausage, it's called Zutzeln. You basically suck that meat out of that ugly, nasty, white-looking, skinny skin made of natural intestines. It's the truth. You suck it out and this is the way you eat it. It's called Zutzeln. Uh, it's a Bavarian word. Why don't you repeat after me? Say Zutzeln. Zutzeln, yeah. And this is how it looks like. Okay, let's see. There's a... So, uh, this is how you eat them. It's horrible. Zutzeln, have you, have you heard it? Zutzeln. <laughs> Obviously, the real dress. Okay, he, he just said it's because the sausage wouldn't get cold that fast. This is because of the reason you keep it in the skin. Zutzeln, yeah. Wow, um, yeah, yeah. 
This is how an original Bavarian guy would actually eat a white sausage. This is not how I did. There's other ways how to eat than zutzeln, but um, I can teach you later if you still have an appetite for a white sausage. Anyway, you might ask yourself, what in the world has that to do <laughs> with today's message? <laughs> It actually has something to do because I found out that there's people in life that act like a real Bavarian. They zutzel all your energy out of you. You know people like that? You know? They, they, those are the types of people When you meet them, you say, hey, how are you doing? And then a monologue starts. And since you're a good listener, you, you're good in active listening. You say, mm, how about that? Okay, tell me more about it. And then 10, 15, 30, 30 minutes of a monologue starts. And after it, you feel so drained. You feel so zutzelt, all of your energy. You know, who knows those people? Hands up, be honest. A few, okay, a few people. Who has someone sitting next? No, just kidding. <laughs> But who knows a person like that that zutzels you out? Like, it's, all over, it's, it's kind of like a bloodsucker. A leech, you know, and then... And after it, you feel like zutzeled out like a white... Like, like you feel like a, just the skin of a white sausage. When I meet a person like that, what I want to say is, here's a white, here's a white sausage, zutzel that thing out, but not me. <laughs> But I found out people, some people go through life uh, like that and because they maybe don't know any other way. Even Christians sometimes, obviously no one here. I mean, I love you guys, I know you guys, no one here in this room, but we know people or we know people that know people, okay? Let's just, in theory, there's people like that, okay? And um, people live like that and it's a tragedy, tragedy because I don't think you're designed to live like that. Um, today's message, it's called the two dimensions of the cross. And I want to talk about two dimensions of the cross. Actually, a couple of months ago, I met um, my, my next door neighbor. And I, don't, I can't remember if I shared the story here already in this celebration or not. Uh, but but uh, it, it taught me something about this message. Um, I, was, I was going home from work and sitting in the S-Bahn, crowded S-Bahn, and my next-door neighbor and her husband, they were sitting, they're Canadians, they were sitting uh, there, and I, I met them and said, hey, how are you doing? Great, awesome. And then she said, yeah, a couple of months ago, I had a ski accident, and because of that, I, ha I still have such a severe neck pain in my, in my neck. And, um, and I'm going to the uh, uh, physical doctor right now, physical therapy for months now and it's not getting better, I cannot sleep anymore. And all of a sudden I had this little impression, why don't you pray for my next door neighbor? I mean, we know each other, why don't I pray for her? I said, hey, can I pray for you? Um, she said, yeah, I mean, why not? And obviously they're not Christians, but I said, yeah, why not? And uh, I said, hey, give me your hand, let me pray. So I started praying, Jesus, thank you so much for her and thank you for your energy coming into her right now and healing her neck in Jesus' name, amen. And then I asked, how do you feel? And she said, wow, it, everything is sizzling and warm and it feels so good right now. And um, people, obviously, since it's so quiet in the S-Bahn, were continuing to read that 20 minutes newspaper or pretending or had the headphones on and pretending to listen to music but the moment when I got her hand and we were praying I knew everybody's watching right now um, 
And she said, it, it, wow, it feels better. Thank you so much for praying. And then she said, but you must feel, because she looked at me half embarrassed and half happy, because she doesn't want to be like a Bavarian sausage eater. She didn't want to suck out of my good energy and me having all this bad energy in me now, because she said, but you must, be, you must feel so tired right now, right? I will come back later to that story, because <laughs> I didn't feel tired. But today's message is about how to not sutzle through life, how to live out the two dimensions of the cross. And um, the first dimension is this. Obviously, there is uh, two dimensions. You see, there's, a, there's two wooden beams. You know? There's this vertical beam, whoosh, and there's this horizontal beam, whoosh. Okay, these are the two dimensions of the cross. These actually are two words um, that I believe they are, they are Christian words, Christianese, you know, it's like ching chang chung, you don't understand them, it's the, it's, the, it's the words Christian people talk, but you don't understand because they are not used in modern times anymore. It's the word righteousness and kingdom, righteousness and kingdom. These are two Christianese words we have to explain because uh, otherwise you wouldn't understand. Christianese is a language people talk and most of the people don't understand. It's like, it goes like this. It's like, uh, we overcame the accuser by the blood of the lamb and the power of his testimony. And then you think, okay, who in the world is the accuser? Which lamb is bleeding and what do we need to overcome? And what in the world is the testimony, you know? Righteousness and kingdom, two words you find so much in the Bible. And since we are between Easter the message of the cross, and next week, and so many people are already excited about it, next week, Todd White will be in the house, talking about kingdom and righteousness again, right? He will be in the house again, so we are in between Easter and Todd White. Uh, Todd White, that guy living a lifestyle that people find so attractive and fascinating because he's living that out. Last year, I was spending three or four days with him. I was hosting him. I was his host. And, um, and he always was talking about these two words. So what I did is I actually dove into the Bible for one year um, and looked up all the Bible verses about kingdom and righteousness, and it really changed my life. It brought my life into a, a new dimension. And I believe um, if you listen to this word, if you take those two dimensions of the cross, righteousness and kingdom, uh, not only in your head, but actually you act it out, it will bring your life into another dimension as well. So that's why it's called the two dimensions of the cross. First dimension, the vertical dimension of the cross. The vertical dimension of the cross. Um, righteousness. In Romans 1 verse 16 it says, for I am not ashamed, Paul says that, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, the good news of the cross, because it is the power of God, power of God, that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. For in the gospel, and here we have it, the righteousness of God is revealed. A righteousness that is lived by faith from first to last, just as it is written, another time, the righteous will live by faith. Righteousness basically means what we were listening uh, last week during the musical. It's that stamp. Bezahlt. Remember? It's paid. It's all paid. Um, you, cannot, you cannot make it right. Uh, and there's something in between you and God 
but it's paid. It's paid for. You're forgiven. You're made free. There's, there's this uh, theological concept of the exchange of the cross. Maybe you heard about it. And I brought you some of those words. Uh, this is the vertical exchange of the cross. Um, it's, it's, it's those words that, that you can exchange all your, all your sin, for example. The sin um, is exchanged into forgiveness. So you can come with all your guilt and shame and you can receive forgiveness just for free. There is uh, sickness. I mean, Jesus carried all the sickness so that you can be made right, made healthy again. A curse, another Christian word. Something that for generations is kind of like sticking to your life in a bad way for generation and generation. Like, for example, if your great-grandmother had depression and felt so weary and so heavy all the time and your grandmother as well, maybe your father as well, and you cannot get rid of this heaviness in your life, that could be a sign of a curse over your life. We cannot go into all the details why that happens, and, uh, but, but, but one thing is for sure. There's blessing. Jesus took, he became the curse so that you can become and receive the blessing. This is the vertical exchange of the cross, bondage. If you, are, if you, if you feel unfree in one area of your life, there's freedom right there at the cross. You can go to the cross, meet Jesus, and receive freedom. And um, rejection, if you feel rejected, maybe because as a child you have not get all the affirmation uh, God or uh, you, you deserve to get from your parents and you feel rejected from people, from siblings, what, whoever. There's affirmation, acceptance at the foot of the cross. Bottom line is, you go to the cross knowing that you cannot make it right. You by yourself, out of your own strength, out of your own power, you cannot make it right, but he has made it right. That is righteousness. That is the concept of righteousness. You have been made clean. You have been made right. And that is awesome. Uh, here's the verse again, Romans 8, uh, 1, 17. For in the gospel, in the good news, in the message of the cross, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the righteous will live by faith. This is a lifestyle you can walk in. This is an attitude, a status of mind you can get up in the morning. It's also, I think you need training in that. The Bible talks about training in righteousness. You need to be trained in that. You need to get up in the morning and read your Bible and read how God actually sees you. Um, I just, I just wanted for a moment to have some proclamations here on stage. What it actually means, the concept of righteousness. And why don't we all stand up? Because after that, we will have a moment of worship, being thankful for the vertical exchange of the cross. And I want to read, let uh, Tammy read what it means and what the attitude you can stand up when you look in the mirror tomorrow morning. You can have this attitude. You can think like this. and God thinks I'm amazing. There is nothing I can do that will stop God's love for me. I am unconditionally loved. 
Every body part of me is designed from God and he thinks I am beautifully made. I am beautiful. God gave me some special gifts that I can use and develop. I am talented. God loves me. God approves of me. God is well pleased with me. I'm a son, a daughter of the living God. All because of Jesus. All because he died on the cross for me. This is righteousness. This is the message of the cross. This is the vertical exchange of the cross. This is the gospel. So why don't we worship just for a moment the one who made it happen. It's Jesus. It's the name of all names. Just worship him. Just be thankful for a moment. you for that I'm so thankful Jesus that you died on the cross that you hang on that cross and for me it's so easy to receive forgiveness healing acceptance restoration just your love so thankful for that Jesus amen amen that is good news ladies and gentlemen you may be seated that is that is the gospel and I hope that you get up like this in the morning. I hope when you wake up tomorrow morning and you look into the mirror, you see Jesus in your eyes. You can do that. I do that every once in a while. I get up in the morning and I, I say, hey, I see you, Jesus. I see you right in here. And I thank you so much that you're living in me. And I thank you so much that you will get out of me today. And that is the message the second dimension, because he wants to get out of you. He doesn't only want to get into you. His power not only wants to get into you, he wants to get out of you. And that is the horizontal exchange of the cross. He himself experienced that as well. Um, thank you so much. There's going to be an experiment in just a minute. Um, he experienced that as well. I mean, he had his Jordan experience before he was stepping into his ministry Jesus um, he got baptized at the rivers of Jordan and then this dove and as being a picture of the Holy Spirit came and everybody heard a voice saying when he got baptized this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased listen to him and that was the father that was Jesus's father talking identity into Jesus 
And then he was, by the Holy Spirit, was drawn into the desert and he had all these temptations from the devil. But he resisted those temptations because he stood grounded and strong in his identity as being a righteous person walking on earth. And then he started his ministry. And his ministry is very fascinating. You read, um, we read um, what he did after that, after his Jordan experience, after the After the um, desert experience, we read in Matthew 4, verse 23, Jesus went throughout Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom. <laughs> kingdom. And healing every disease and sickness among the people. I mean, Jesus lived out the prototype of what it means to build the kingdom. He was walking through Galilee, teaching, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, Healing the sick people, healing all the diseases, and with that proclaiming, there's good news. You can be made right. There's healing, forgiveness, restoration for you guys. This is the gospel. And then what he did, actually, he invested his whole life into 12 people, crazy people, 12 egoistic, vice-worst, zutzling people. And after three years, they became so mature that they started a world revolution called Christianity and we are sitting here right now because of that. Why? Because Jesus basically said, you just do the same. He said in Luke 12, uh, 9, he said, and he sent them out um, to do the same, to proclaim the kingdom of God, here we have it again, the kingdom and to heal the sick. And this is the church. This is a church, a bunch of people trying to walk out what it means to be the hands and feet of Jesus. The horizontal exchange of the cross, it's, it's, I, I just brought you some examples, some, some sayings that maybe help you and maybe you can check your life out of that. Horizontal exchange of the cross means from you look at me, I take it from here, I take it from the side, I take it from other people. You have to, look, you have to see me And the exchange of the cross is because of I'm made right, because of it flows in here, I can see you. From you love me to I can love you. From you spend time with me to I get to spend time with you. From you help me to I can help you. From you support me to I can support you. From you laugh at my jokes I post on social media to I can like your jokes and laugh about your jokes. From zutzeln to overflowing. From me to you. Bottom line is from taking mode to Giving mode from zutzeln to overflowing. From it's all about my kingdom to it's about God's kingdom. So here's the experiment now. And that actually is the, 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 the core Bible verse we had during the last uh, series, hashtag Jesus series, was this. I want to read it to you and then um, just present that this actually works. It works. Uh, John 7, let anyone who is thirsty, Jesus says, come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as scripture said, rivers of living water will flow from 
within them. And this is basically both dimensions of the cross. It basically means you go to me if you're thirsty, if you want something. You don't go to other people because other people have issues as well. You don't get what you need to get. You don't get the keys you actually want to have from other people because they are not made for holding those keys to begin with. What you do is you go to Jesus and you drink from him. And then something fascinating happens. So you get filled up by the message of the cross. And all of a sudden, it comes out of you. Rivers of living waters are flowing out of you. This is how you are designed. This is what God has in mind for your life. Rivers of living water flowing into you because you go with your thirst to Jesus and then flowing out of you into other people's lives. This is how we as a church are meant to live, ladies and gentlemen. And this is where it started. And this is where it gets exciting. Because then we're not circling around ourselves anymore. We're not in zutzeling mode, but we're actually in giving mode. Right? God has that for you. He wants that from you. He wants that from me. And it's the best thing. These are the... I'm just repeating myself because I have five minutes left over. This is my message, basically. This is what I wanted to say. Because if we live that out, if we go every morning to Jesus, then we can give it. If we receive it from here, we can release it to there. If we get it like this, we can give it like that. Jesus did that, ultimately. I mean, this is crazy. Hanging on the cross, you see a picture here where Jesus is hanging on the cross. He wasn't, live, he was hang, he wasn't hanging there alone. There's a, a person, two criminals, to the left, to the left, to the, and to the right as well. And what was happening is here. I mean, Jesus literally was carrying his cross to that hill. He was nailed on the cross, and in the very moment where he was in this unbearable pain hanging on the cross, he wasn't even evolving around his own pain, but he was seeing the people next to him. And we read here, Luke 23, one of the criminals who hung there hurled insulted him, and he says, aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. He said, don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly, for we are getting what, we, our, deeds, what our deeds deserved. We cannot make it right, right? But we go to the cross in that attitude. I cannot make it right, but you can make it right. So what he says is, he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, giving mode. He answered him, giving mode. Truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. This is Jesus hanging on the cross in the most horrible pain ever. And he was still caring about other people. Other stuff was happening at the cross. There was his mother and there was his best friend, John. What was Jesus doing there? He was saying, John 19, when Jesus saw his mother there, and the, disciples, and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, that is John, he said to her, woman, he is your son. And he said, he is your mother. From that time on, the disciple, this disciple took her into his home. This is such a beautiful picture of Jesus hanging on the cross, taking up his own cross, 
and still being in giving mode, taking care of his mother and his cousin, connecting them with each other and say, hey, why don't you take care of each other? And this is how we're made to be. This is the two dimensions of the cross. This is righteousness, knowing that you know that you know you're loved and you get all your affirmation from the wrong, from the right direction. And maybe you're trying to live out the vertical power of the cross just without uh, the horizontal, just without this vertical. What happens then, eventually, that beam will fall down because there's no, no beam to carry it, right? Maybe you've been trying to get affirmation from the wrong direction. Maybe you need to get it from here, tonight. It says in the Bible, and I want to end with this verse, it says, for the kingdom, 1 Corinthians 4, verse 20, for the kingdom of God, here another time, and you can read at home if you want to do that, just, just uh, Google, you, you version, <laughs> Kingdom and righteousness, it's huge, that concept. It's huge. It says here, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. It's not a matter of talk, but of power. It's not a matter of me trying to convince you it's good news and you run to the cross, but it's actually power in itself. If you are trying that out, you will receive it. You will experience that. You will experience the power of God. You will experience this energy flowing into you and flowing out of you. Because remember, I was sitting a couple of months ago with my next door neighbor in the S-Bahn and she felt half embarrassed and half happy because she thought, oh my goodness, I sucked all this energy out of my next door neighbor. He must feel all the pain right now and I, I'm pain free. And she said, but you must feel tired right now, right? <laughs> and I said, no. I don't feel tired. I actually feel more energized now. You know why? Because it's not my energy that flows into you and your energy, your bad energy flowing back into me, but it's actually God's energy through the power of Jesus flowing through me into your neck and your pain flowing to you to the cross because you carried it. She said, wow, that's interesting. I want to hear more about that. Do you want to have that? Do you want to live like that? This would be amazing. If we can live that out, if we can live that out on a daily basis, if we can stand up in the morning so in love with God that we say, I don't need to get it from here anymore because I'm content, I'm complete, I'm made right and I can give it like this. I can receive it from here and I can release it to there. I can get it from here so I can give it right there. Do you want to have that? Why don't we stand up because I would love to pray with us that we will be in this total reception mode from God so that we can give it away in the words of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. That's right. They already sung about it. <laughs> who received that word today? Just honestly. Who needs, who needs more of the power of God in your life so that you can actually give it away? Hands up if you want to live that. Hands up. Hands up high. High. Leave it like that. This is how you live. This is how you get up in the morning. This is the right attitude. 
hands up high, being in receiving mode, in tune with your Father. And Father, we are here right now and we want that. We know that we are made for that. We know that you designed us to not only be takers, but to actually be givers because you gave it first, God. You gave, you gave your son. You so loved us that you gave your only son, Jesus. And I wanna, I wanna be in reception mode right now. I wanna receive from you, Jesus. I've been, I wanna say, forgive me, Jesus, for trying to get affirmation from the wrong direction I want to I want to actually give it on the on I want to give it to my folks and I want to receive it from you Jesus I want to stop living like this I want to start living like you died Jesus I want to live like you died looking and caring around other people I want to be like that Jesus and I make this decision here I want to drink from you, Jesus, so that I can be a well, like a well of living water running through me into my neighborhood, into my workplace, into my spouse, into my friends, into my next-door neighbors, wherever I am. I want to live in store with you. I want to, I want to be in your love relationship, Jesus, and I want to give out your love, Jesus. Come on, be in that love connection with Jesus. Just soak up this love so that you can give it away. Oh, yes, Jesus.